Welcome to Now's the Time, the MWBA podcast. The MWBA is first of its kind celebration of women in sport in Atlantic Canada and the entire country. Tipping off this spring, female basketball players over 19 will fill rosters within six teams based out of New Brunswick and Nova Scotia. The league will provide a valuable new space for elite athletes to pursue their basketball dreams at a competitive level and propel players, coaches, officials, minor officials, and team executives into the future. Teams participating in the inaugural 2022 season include the Moncton Mystics, Port City Fog, Fredericton Freeze, Halifax Thunder, Halifax Hornets, and the Windsor Edge. Welcome to the pod. Welcome back, everybody, to our second episode of Now's the Time, an NWA podcast. We have some exciting news that's happened with the league recently. We had our first exhibition game this past weekend. Yeah, it was between Moncton Mystics and the Fredericton Freeze. It was so cool to actually see. It was a sold-out crowd, which is just awesome for the league, and also just a really good buzz around it. It seemed like social media was bumping with it. I know, like, they played on Sunday. I know on Saturday I was like... So excited to see what happened and just kind of see how the rosters and the players matched up. So it was a really good one. The freeze from Fredericton ended up winning 76 to 66. And that just kind of shows the competitive nature that the league's going to be around, especially in New Brunswick and Nova Scotia. Yeah, the gym was definitely packed and all the the photos that were circulating on social media. And yeah, so cool to see that. And especially as like something that's been building up for so long. And then to actually finally see the girls on the court and the players on the court um, was awesome to see. Yeah, and then next weekend is kind of when the whole league starts. We're all tipping off in Fredericton, and it's like Halifax versus New Brunswick, I think, is how um, we're marketing it. And I'm just so excited to get on the court and play. It could literally be against ourselves. I'm just so excited to get out there and see kind of what how it's going to be. Yeah, I'm really excited to see all the different players on the other rosters. I think as of right now, we have most of the rosters have been put out on social media but we're still waiting on maybe one more. But it's just amazing to see the different players that uh, have signed up for the league and are going to be playing on the teams. And yeah, can't wait to get on the court next week. It's going to be super competitive. Really excited. Something awesome about today's episode is that we have a guest on today and we can't wait to talk to them about uh, their experience in the MWBA and what they're looking forward to um, about the league. Today we have Rachel Farwell on the podcast and uh, Rachel is from Ross A. New Brunswick. And she's got kind of quite the list of credentials. Yeah, she's coming off of a national championship with the Rams in the from the OUA. After an undefeated season. Craziness. Not one loss the whole time. I think, you know, when you see stuff like that and then those teams go to win, I think it just kind of proves that the right team ended up finishing it off, which is yeah. important and nice to see in sports. Yeah. I also think they won that final game 70 to 46, so they... It was a convincing win, that's for sure. Yeah, And I believe she was also the MVP of the championship game, Okay, which is awesome for her. We're balling Um, out here. Yeah. Love to see that. Hey, Rach. Rachel, hi. Hey. How's it going? Things are good. Things are good. How are you guys? Good. I'm Ellen. I don't think we've ever met before, but nice to meet you. Yeah, no, I don't believe so. Nice (laughs) to meet you, too. I'm Haley. I think we met Hi. a few summers ago, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. We definitely crossed paths before, but yeah. I'm sure that was a while ago. Thanks so much for agreeing to do this with us. Um, no, we're so excited to have you. Uh, we were just kind of talking about your resume within the last year, and it's pretty impressive, especially that Nationals win and then MVP of the championship game. It's pretty pretty good stuff. Yeah, this year was pretty pretty unbelievable, I'd say. <laughs> 
So maybe if you want to start by telling us a little bit about yourself, um, what MWBA team you're going to be playing for, um, and kind of your background with basketball uh, to start off. Yeah, well, uh, my name's Rachel Farwell. I play for Toronto Metropolitan University, formerly Ryerson University. Uh, I'll be playing for the Fort City Fog in the spring here. Yeah, basketball-wise, I've been... I, you know, I grew up in Rossi, New Brunswick, so I came up through the Canada Cases Valley Basketball Association through there, played for KV High through high school, um, had some success there, uh, and that kind of brings us up to today. Yeah, a couple highlights, I guess, through high school, you know, we won a couple provincial championships, as I think you guys were just talking about, like, my university team won the national championship this year as well as the conference championship in the OUA an undefeated season <laughs> I'd like to throw that in there definitely uh, that's me you know in a heartbeat oh that's awesome yeah and I, I like following you sports this past year it was awesome to see your team kind of go to the championship and finish that undefeated season with a win um, at the national level as well which was awesome definitely um, and you you played for team New Brunswick growing up as well I did. Yes. I missed that. Um, yeah, I went to three national championships with them as well. You know, always, always a great highlight of the summer to get to develop with girls from across the province. And that's also kind of part of the appeal to why I was so excited to hear that this MWBA was forming was giving me a chance to get to play with and against those same girls again, because that was always so much fun getting to come together in the summers. And what do you think, like a league like the MWBA, I know it's really exciting to be able to play with um, people that maybe you haven't played with in a long time, but what do you think that having this league in the summer will do for kind of younger teams watching as well as for teams that are part of other leagues that we're like these girls are going to go back into in September? Yeah, I think just having something more to look forward to than the university career is going to be huge because like not only is university not necessarily the path that everybody should take you know like there's different paths for different personalities or learning styles and everything so having an opportunity to continue to play without having such like a narrow pathway to it was very exciting I know like growing up like you know I didn't really have much of an opportunity to watch women's basketball like you know you could go to a university game if you wanted to but you know, not always very well communicated, not a huge community involvement, which is a different conversation. But I think having like the visibility that this league is going to have, as well as like the flexibility of who can play, is just going to have such a huge spread across the province in the Maritimes. Yeah, that's something I've talked to Haley about before. And we talked on the last episode was that just not having as much visibility when I was younger, like I don't ever really remember watching a lot of girls basketball or a lot of girls sports to begin with. And I find now like when I look at my social media feed and stuff like that, like it's just flooded with women in sport, which is awesome. And I I love the kind of visibility that women in sport are getting now. I guess my question would be as well for you sports, like your experience with the Rams, being an adult now and playing university basketball, do you think that your visibility as a university athlete and a female university athlete is a lot different from the visibility that you saw growing up? Like, do you feel oh, at university mile. now that you, you have a lot more exposure as a female athlete than what you would have seen from university athletes as a, like as a kid? Yeah, I have at our games. Like, it's generally kids that have some connection to the university or the team, but kids that don't like that aren't siblings per se like the 
one of our VPs, like her kids come to all of our games and they are like our biggest fans and they know us all by name and they're all like massive supporters. And, you know, you can see the, the word is out there that there's a lot of talent and that there's entertaining games happening, which I absolutely think was missing for me as a kid. Like I'd be lying if I said that I went to a single UMBS JC Wolves women's basketball game, like as much as I would have enjoyed it, I just didn't know about it. And I think the case is very different now. It's very exciting. I would argue too that um, your guys' program at the Toronto Metropolitan University, uh, social media wise, I think you guys have the best account by far in the youth sports. Just the way that they kind of showcase your team and individuals is pretty amazing to me. Like even just we look in the Maritimes and we don't really have a program like that. I know that university also specializes kind of in that sports photography Sport media and yeah. exactly media so it's you guys are very fortunate to be able to have those awesome highlights and I know I watched one of the videos and I'm like watching the video tearing up and I'm like I have no connection to these people at all and it's just like so passionate and the way that they capture everything is it's great I think it just reaches so many other people yeah we have a really really excellent team there like you know obviously we have a lot of talented people photographers videographers that'll capture the media as well as like a very very engaged group of people who put it out there and make sure that you know we're very publicized and yeah I feel very very fortunate to have that side of things like run very well very professionally do they um do they follow the men's program like that as well is it both both ways or do you think that you guys kind of have a little bit of a step above them in that area I may be biased, but like, I do think that we, we kind of like own that category. Yeah. I mean, you should Um, own it. You don't have to hesitate. Like, that's awesome. Like you invest (laughs) in women and you see results. It's freaking awesome. Yeah, definitely. And like, we do have a very talented men's program, like no discredit to them at all, but the, from the social media side of things, you know, we as a team have very good relationships with the people that run the media programs. So uh, I think that kind of plays to our favor that not only are they good at their jobs but like they like us and we get along and like we'll hang out outside of those contexts as well so you know they're always trying to support us as well that's awesome awesome maybe going back a little bit to the like the development portion of the mwba as well i know kind of right now in the news like there's a lot of talk about that wnba needing a g league because they have all these awesome players that get cut or get waved off or whatever and then they don't have a spot to go do you think the mwba kind of being a shorter season um two-month season that it's going to provide opportunity to develop things like U sports, like the girls that are going back into U sports. Is it providing a space to kind of not just improve those girls, but also improve U sports as a league and all these like European leagues because the players that the Maritimes and then hopefully someday Canada is producing are, are benefiting from kind of this summer summer league? Yeah, I think it presents a huge development opportunity. I know something that I sometimes struggle with when I come home for the summers is finding gym time and finding good competition and uh, continuing to develop as much as I should be in the off season because, you know, I like to come home so I can work so I can see my family and things like that. But the, um, you know, it's hard to find high level competition that would appropriately prepare me to go back to school in the fall. So this league is a massive step for that. I think we'll see the talent that, is in this league will, you know, develop at an accelerated rate and go back to their youth schools and prove the effect that this league is going to have on people. I think that's going to be giant. Awesome. And yeah, coming from the OUA, what are kind of people outside of the Maritimes talking about with regards to the MWBA? 
Well, I mean, it is definitely still new news. Mm -hmm. So I know like my coach is very excited about it. She was born and raised in Nova Scotia. So she's, you know, excited to see more development coming out of the Maritimes. And I don't know, I think like the buzz is definitely there. Like it's a growing league and I'm spreading the word best I can. And I I feel like it's going to have a very widespread. Do you think that there would be maybe opportunities to expand across Canada? Like obviously this is the first year and we're kind of keeping it small as a test tester here for a few months, but do you think after that that there is opportunities? Yeah, definitely. I know that the interest is there and the talent is there. So it's just a matter of the the investment and the organization coming and rallying behind us. And so you're playing for the Port City Fog. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about your team, like who some of the other athletes that you're playing with are, kind of your expectations for the team and also what you're hoping to bring to the team? Yeah, well, we have a very like interesting mix on our roster. We have some some old talent, some like gritty players. We've got like Kaylee Kirkpatrick, who's played pro for many years. I would be one of the older players. Thompson. Oh, I'm blanking on a lot. Thompson, Thompson. Yeah. yes. She's she's really, really fun to play with. Like, over practices in the last few weeks, like, it's really cool to see how everybody's, like, past experiences coming from, like, totally different programs. Everything kind of, like, starting to mesh together and, like, you know, mixing concepts and things like that. Other players we've got would be, like, Reese Baxendale and Lauren Fleming coming out of UPEI. Megan Stewart, who used to play for York University. And then we've got some young talent in like Bailey Henderson and like Abby Rang and Amelia. I'm blanking on her last name as well. Um, but like some Maritimes, like ACAA players that are just like gritty. And um, I don't know, we're trying to like just be dynamic and not crazy structured and like let our right. teammates' skills speak for themselves. So yeah, I think that's kind of what you can expect from us is just like a lot of like free-flowing dynamic play just playing to each other's strengths best we can and yeah I don't know I think we'll be yeah. a little forced to be reckoned with I'm excited for it I find it so interesting to see kind of where AUS and U sports players that like I'm familiar with are popping up like I had no idea that Reese or Lauren were playing um for Port City so like it's super cool to see that all these kind of really good U sports athletes are going to be part of the league and where they decided to play and stuff like that as well yeah I know when the word of the league first started to spread like all of my old group chats from team new brunswick forever ago we're all blowing up being like who's gonna go who's gonna go everybody was so excited about it yeah excited and to what team are you looking most forward to playing against i guess what team are you looking most forward to playing against and then also like what team roster surprised you the most I don't know. I'm excited to play everybody, to be honest. Like, I've got some I've got some good friends on the Fredericton team and the Moncton team. The Halifax teams are looking pretty nice. I won't say scary, but like maybe a little scary. <laughs> <laughs> Which roster was the most surprising to you? Or like, is there any player that like popped up that you're like, oh, my God, I had no idea that they'd be playing in this or something like that? Um, not necessarily individuals, but when I took a look at the rosters and saw some of like the grad years of some people and seeing like how long you could call it like retired some of these athletes have been and now they're like jumping right back into it. Um, I think that's really, really exciting that it's drawing in folks that are, you know, out of basketball for a while, but definitely never lost that passion. So that would have been the most surprising part. Yeah, we have a few 08s on the Thunder roster. Wow. Um, So that's pretty cool to see. I hope like by the time I 
age a little bit more, I'm still able to play and stuff because those girls in practice don't skip they, a beat. Yeah, they, they literally, literally the same as don't look they like they've changed, which is so positive. And just knowing that, like, as I age, it's like, oh my gosh, I can keep doing the thing that I love and it's not really going to change. And even if I'm maybe not physically able to do everything that I want to do, like mentally, my basketball IQ will still be there and I'm still even going to be able to make better decisions, which I think is awesome. Yeah, that's one piece that I think has been huge in practices, like learning how different people think based on like all of the experience they've accumulated. Like we've only been practicing for a few weeks, but the things that I've been learning from Kaylee, just watching her like make decisions and like play defense, little things like that. Like it's crazy. I think that's going to be giant in the development of the younger players too, being able to have that exposure to the experienced players. Yeah, for sure. I think it adds like a cool dynamic to the team as well when you have these players who are so experienced and they're really playing it more as like an IQ game and then you have like these much younger athletes who are like very athletic and like super in shape and all these different and are playing from more of like a just fully like athletic and their IQ isn't as high because they just don't necessarily have as much experience but there's like the opportunity for those two aspects to combine and like the type of games that we'll play I think is really exciting yeah yeah it's very very exciting I think that was also like always a fear of mine was graduating from basketball and not having an opportunity to play. So seeing these these ladies that graduated in 2008 um, and now being able to come back to basketball, like I just feel so proud about the fact that we can continue to kind of pursue something that we're all so passionate about and feel so great about the idea that everybody can come back and kind of play again. With preparations underway this spring, the coming months will see New Brunswick Summer Provincial Team action showcased live throughout the province and on our Basketball New Brunswick YouTube channel. Also, watch for the return of New Brunswick's popular Summerfest tournament, hosted in St. John from July 15th to 17th, following a two-year hiatus. Basketball New Brunswick is home to over 5,000 recreational and competitive level players, from grassroots to high-performance athletes. Check out Basketball New Brunswick on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for more program information and event highlights. One thing I wanted to ask you about, Rachel, so I did some Googling, and <laughs> are you an industrial engineering, or you're studying industrial, industrial engineering? I am, yes. Okay. And so how do you feel, so obviously, like, MWA is super, like, empowering women positive, and... Like, how does it feel to be a woman in kind of the STEM environment and in an engineering field, which is, from my perspective, probably still a very male-dominated field? Like, how do you how do you navigate that? To be honest, I think the culture has changed very dramatically in recent years. Um, like, I won't say that I've never had the guys trying to speak over you in a conversation or thinking that they know better or, you know, little things like that. Like, I won't say that that hasn't happened, but to be frank, like a lot of my classmates have been very welcoming and respectful and, you know, I consider myself a fairly knowledgeable person. So like knowing that I have something to provide in those environments is definitely plays a role in the amount of respect that you kind of demand in that situation. I don't know. Like, I think the most challenging part, honestly, has just been like the balance of taking a pretty heavy degree and playing basketball and things like that. Like. Yeah you know, the support system is there. Like, I don't know, things have been feeling feeling good lately in that aspect. 
I think that's something cool about the league as well is that you have all these awesome athletes that are playing, but then they're also in their personal lives, industrial engineers or doctors or lawyers or awesome community members and like moms and just super humans. And so it's one thing very inspiring to see them play and be awesome at basketball, but it's another thing to know that they're these wonderful, awesome people, smart people in their day-to-day lives and just like the fact that they are empowering young girls and boys on the court and then also off the court because they're pursuing such awesome things as well. Yeah, that's been really cool to see like some of the moms that come around at practice times, Mm -hmm. like bringing their kids in to play around at the gym and things like that. Like, you know, it kind of speaks to how sport kind of rounds you out as a person as well. Like them having the ability to juggle all of that and like still excel in everything they do, like never fails to impress me. We talked last last episode about how it's great for young girls to see to see these moms and athletes kind of in the gym and doing a great job, but it's equally if not more important for young boys to see to see females excelling in this environment as well, just so that you want to break that bias as soon as you can, right? As young as they are, you want to make sure that they see all this different representation and different aspects and different things that women can do and just hoping to kind of mold that next generation into something a little bit better than what we currently have is it's nice to see for sure yeah absolutely like it's all about the exposure you know like you you let them see what could be and then um hopefully they'll carry that with them and do you do any coaching or anything throughout the summer i'm in like conversations about stopping by some practices and stuff nothing formal per se but you know i like to go back to kb in the summers and you know, not necessarily coach, but I'll like train with their high school team when I can. And uh, obviously I'm going to give my two cents. I don't think I could stop myself (laughs) if I tried. So yeah, nothing too formal, but uh, looking at swinging by some gyms around town. Yeah. As do you know of any connection right now between Port City and like local club teams, like to come out to games or anything like that? Uh, There's some conversations about getting kids in the gym. I don't know if anything's concrete there yet, actually. Okay. Gotcha. I think that'd be really awesome too if we, and I think that will happen through a bit of the sponsorship opportunities and activations through the league, but getting like younger kids into the gym and running clinics for them and stuff like that, I think that would be awesome. Yeah, I I assume we'll probably see that down the road a little bit. Um, I often forget that the league is going, like we're already halfway through May, basically, and we're going to like the end of June. Um, There's still time to do stuff like that, and I mean... I think that Halifax has such so many great local clubs that I think Halifax teams will definitely be doing that. And the Fredericton area and St. John, all those areas as well have awesome clubs and are obviously basketball powerhouses. Um, so hopefully that they're able to kind of get those partnerships going as well. Yeah. And who do you, who does Port City play for their first game on tournament weekend in Fredericton? I believe we have Windsor first. Nice. We play like the Saturday afternoon game. Gotcha. Yeah. And have you guys been doing any scrimmaging or anything like that prior or just practicing? Yeah, just kind of scrimmaging ourselves more than anything. Um, I know Fredericton Moncton snuck in a scrimmage there last weekend, but we didn't get the invite, unfortunately. And where will Port City be playing their home games from? Home games? I believe they're at St. John High as of right now, but we're looking at a facility that may have more stadium room. Oh, nice. Yeah. Because the game you last saw the big weekend. crowd after the yeah. game, and you guys said we need to bump it up. Yeah, sold out crowd <laughs> in the high school. They need to bump it up. <laughs> Absolutely, rent out Harbor Station. Literally, <laughs> do it. <laughs> Rachel, is there anything that like we haven't touched on about the MWBA that 
is important to you about the league or anything else that you want to talk about in regards to the league? I think we've hit most of the highlights, you know, like young player development, visibility to youth, you know, continuing careers after the age of 22. Do you have any ambitions to go pro? It's definitely, it's definitely a consideration. Um, You know, I'm, I really, really like my degree. So if like, I'll be a little bit hard pressed to stray from that. But if the right opportunity is there. Do you think, um, like, I'm not sure if you've ever, if you've started the process of looking into going pro, but um, do you think the pathway is as easy and as accessible for women as it is for men to go pro? I haven't taken much of a dive into what the path looks like for men, to be honest. But I know for myself, like, until I was until I was in university and had teammates that went pro, I didn't even know it was an option. Right. Like I thought it was either WNBA or bust. Like I didn't realize that the European leagues even existed. And I, you know, I feel like that side of things, like having young players know that those are even in play or an option for you. um, That would have been a little nice to know (laughs) sooner for sure. Haley, what's your experience with that? I was actually talking with someone about this the other day. Um, There's like professional leagues in literally every country, like on that side of the world, which is like crazy to think. There was someone a few years ago at Acadia who like didn't get the most play time, probably didn't see the court in some games at all. And he's like playing professionally in Nigeria now. So like there really is an opportunity for people to go pro at any level there's like divisions one through six obviously if you're going pro you don't really want to be in division six that's probably not your goal but um there is a place to play for everyone and over there too like there's none of this stop playing at age 22 like that's not how it works people are playing for their life and like even if it is like recreational ball and you're in division four and it's like you practice twice a week and everyone has their jobs and you go and play but even just being able to keep people in the sport instead of just like oh we're done. See ya. Like, I'm never going to touch a basketball again after like one fifth of my lifetime is kind of wild to me. So I think talking about this type of stuff and just getting the awareness out there that you don't need to be an OUA MVP. You don't need to be a player of the year to go pro. Like, that's not really what it's about. It's kind of about finding a league, a country and a place that's for you and then being able to kind of capitalize on that and then make hay that way. Yeah, interesting too for a lot of those pro leagues in Europe that most of the European players that are part of those teams still work like a full-time job and then come to practice. It's like, it's almost like what the MWBA is starting to be for us here where we all have jobs outside of it and then we play and practice on the weekends, in the evenings, whatever. Um, So I think like there's a big connotation for us here that when you go pro, like that's the sole focus. Whereas in Europe, it's become this thing and I think it's such a viable thing because it is in addition to still having that work day and stuff like that but now that I say that in retrospect to perhaps people aren't getting paid enough to be able to just play basketball and that's why they also need to have a full-time job a little bit of both I would say but I guess it kind of depends on the league you're into some leagues they wouldn't even pay you um and then other leagues like you said you're making I would argue though like the top leagues over there with the exception of like Russia where like Brianna Stewart's playing or like teams like that like people are not making enough money to live and like some teams cover your living expenses which is great but when it comes down to it like the women are not paid like the men are paid over there at all yeah like you would want to be put in that situation and be able to like 
live comfortably and maybe earn some savings or, you know, be able to exit the league in a better position than you came into it. Like, I know that's my main concern is that I'm a student. I have loans. Like there's other factors in life that are infecting the decision to go play. And, you know, financially is a huge one. You know, you don't want to put yourself in a position where you're really, really stretching your means just to play your sport. Right. I'd be really interested to know kind of, like, as I say that a lot of those European players in the leagues that I had friends play in that they all still worked full-time jobs. Like I'd like to know the comparison to a men's league of uh, like equivalent skill. And if all those European men's players are also working full-time and then going to practice after and whatnot, like what the pay kind of difference is there. Yeah. My gut feeling tells me (laughs) a man could not handle a job (laughs) and playing, but (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) To be determined. To be determined. (laughs) I think that was really good. Thank you so much, Rachel. Oh, thanks for having me. I love that you guys are doing this. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed it and it wasn't too stressful or anything. Oh, goodness. Not at all. And we'll see you on the court uh, next weekend. Next weekend. Uh, Do we play you you on Sunday? Uh, Port City Place Thunder. We will see you Sunday, May 15th on the court. Wow. Exciting. Love that. Bring it on. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) All right. Thanks so much, Rachel. Thank you, Rachel. Yeah, thanks, you guys. I'll I'll see you soon. Yeah, Yeah, see you next weekend. (laughs) All right, take care. Thanks for joining us for the second episode of Now's the Time, an MWBA podcast. Uh, Before we go today, we just wanted to let everybody know about the Fredericton Tournament weekend that's happening May 14th and May 15th. We've got some awesome games scheduled. So on Saturday, the Moncton Mystics play the Halifax Thunder, the Port City Fog play the Windsor Edge, and the Fredericton Freeze play the Halifax Hornets. And then on Sunday, we have the Port City Fog taking on the Halifax Thunder. The Moncton Mystics taking on the Halifax Hornets and the Fredericton Freeze taking on the Windsor Edge. Uh, We'd also like to give a special thank you to Rachel Farwell for joining us today. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Yeah, make sure you buy tickets if you're in the Fredericton area in the New Brunswick area. uh, Come out to some of the games. I think it's going to be really exciting uh, and we've got some awesome athletes that are going to be taking the floor next weekend. So if you'd like to support the MWBA further, you could visit their website at themwba.ca. This call to action also is for anyone that wants to play. Yeah, If you're interested absolutely. in playing, absolutely reach out to one of the franchises. But also coaching or being oh, yeah. a part of the league in any way, shape, or form, then we'd love to have you as part of the team. To learn more about the MWBA, check out themwba.ca, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This has been a Podstarter production. production.